Hello and welcome to Project Amplify, the podcast where we believe that even the smallest conversations can have the biggest impact. Today's guest is Hala Gusseini. Hala works as a math professor, which is a fancy word for a teacher at a college. I met Hala because she also studies how math is being taught in schools around the country, and her research brought her to the school where I teach a couple of years ago. In this episode, we're going to talk about math, our feelings about the subject, how math is everywhere, how we need more visible representation of women in it, and so much more. I'm going to guess for some of you hearing that we're talking about math might make you groan and want to click away. And if that's you, I challenge you to give the conversation a chance. Maybe, just maybe, it will give you a perspective about math that you hadn't considered before. Speaking from experience, Hala is really good at that. Here we go. Hi, Hala. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad we can make this work. Thank you. I'm excited to talk with you today about this. We don't get a chance to visit like this with each other. And honestly, when I was telling people that you were going to be on the podcast, they're like, oh, I can't wait for that episode. So you kind of have a fan group following you. (laughs) Pressure. (laughs) No, no, no. So you work at UW-Madison. That's how we met through some work that you were bringing to our school. What do you actually do at UW-Madison? So I'm a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. What I do is I do research on teaching and teachers. I'm fascinated by the work of teaching and the work that teachers do, which is so complex. And they have to think about so many things during the day. And especially with mathematics, there is a lot that teachers do that I'm trying to understand with them. So I like to be in their classrooms. I like to work along along with teachers thinking about lessons and talking about them. So it informs my research and I communicate about it to other researchers, other schools and teachers and practitioners so that we can really teach math in ways that can empower people. We've talked in the past through the different conversations we've had with your research, how when I was growing up, math was my least favorite subject, caused a lot of anxiety. I have, unfortunately, memories of just being in tears, trying to do my math homework. It wasn't really until college where I had to learn how to teach math. That's where I found my confidence grow in math. I'm I'm wondering, what was your experience with math as a kid? So pretty much your experience as well, but not in the way that I hated it, but I didn't have like those teaching experiences that were inspiring. So I just went through the flow doing the math because I can do it, but it wasn't challenging. And also when I started getting, when I got to college and I saw how fascinating math is, I started noticing how like the specialized knowledge and understandings that one needs to have in order to be able to teach math and to other people and help them appreciate it and be good at it. Did you have a lot of female role models? Actually not. There weren't that many role models. Yeah. And only until really I became a math educator that I started learning more because I started looking to see how, where can we see women in mathematics so that they Mm -hmm. inspire 
women and girls into really considering this as a place where they can thrive. And But the thing is, it's not because they're not there. It's because they haven't been talked about. And so I exactly. think that shining a light more on women in the STEM, STEAM field exactly. is so important to show us that this is possible. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the podcast to show kids, especially kids who identify as female, here is somebody in our community who can be a role model to show what is possible. Absolutely. I'm with you. And thank you for thinking of me to represent that vision and that message you want to send. <laughs> what advice do you have for kids? And again, especially kids who identify as female who are thinking that they want to go into one of the STEAM, STEM fields. First of all, it starts in the classroom. Have your voice heard. Don't be afraid of sharing things that are even in progress. If you're not sure of an idea, say you're not sure and still talk about it. Because that's the way it is in really across your career in STEM or in math as a, as a mathematician, as a mathematics educator even is that it's not about knowing everything. It's about how do we know? How do we know? So everybody is very smart and they have ways of knowing things. So start with your voice, make it heard, have it heard in ways that allow you to learn from other people and also share your thinking so other people can learn from you. Mm -hmm. That's something, I'm glad that's what you said because honestly, that's the biggest takeaway I've gotten from my time with you, math isn't about the right answer. It's about your thinking and communicating your process and your ideas. And that even if you have just one small part of an idea, it still is important to share that. I think honestly, if I had really internalized that message as a kid, that it's not the final answer, that even just saying, I'm thinking this, even if it ends up not being correct, that's still part of the process. And it's still helpful to say it out loud. Absolutely. Because you never know someone... who's going to inspire, what next exactly. step could bring about. Mm -hmm. And now you are with them on that idea that's You've taking been a you part both of the process. somewhere. You've been a part of even now you know more because you're mm -hmm. both going to contribute to the larger picture that you're building together. Right. It's not the final answer isn't the biggest contribution. Do you think your love of math helped inspire your love of cooking? There's a lot of math in cooking. I know. And one of the things that please me so much is when I'm trying to adjust a recipe to a smaller size and they have like fractions in mm -hmm. sixes and, and I figure it out without really calculating. I just start kind of thinking... If one eighth is this much and I want half of it, so I'm going to get, so one sixteenth is this much. So, and I really estimate, and it turns out to work. <laughs> like when you see the recipe didn't fail by you manipulating all these fractions in your head, using just common sense, like you just think a bit about it, that if this is how much something looks like when it's a quarter cup, mm -hmm. well, I'm thinking then an eighth of it, which is, half of a fourth is going to be this much. So let me pour it. So that experimentation, I'm experimenting with math. You're so right. It's kind of interesting how many of my friends who like math now really did get into baking and cooking because, you know, math doesn't have a language. One in 
one language is the same one means the same thing in another language and and cooking and baking sharing food is another way to bring so many different people cultures you know, communities together absolutely and i love nature and i love flowers one of the things i do is i really uh, enjoy just looking at things in nature and when you look at patterns mm -hmm. fascinating things you see how it amazes me like for example even looking the other day i saw a little worm on a flower and the worm had those parallel lines literally yep. like it was the most beautiful thing so really surrounded with all of these amazing patterns around us whether you look at a leaf or you look at a worm or you look at a tree. So also these are the things that make math such a natural part of our mm -hmm. everyday living. It is. Math, the more you think about it, it's in the baking, it's in the cooking, it's in nature, it's in art. So I think when you have that bigger idea that math is just, like you said, a natural part of our world, we, we see so much math and we do so much math every day in our life without even noticing it, Everybody is a mathematician, whether or not they identify as one, you are just because you're human living in the world. Yeah, you're a mathematician because you're a sense maker and you're in everyday living. You are a sense maker. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't stop at just observing like the worm uh, parallel lines. It's really also now building on that mm -hmm. to try to get smarter and smarter about how now do we think about these things with others. Mm -hmm. Going back to your cooking, what's a favorite recipe to make? I like to make gr stuffed grape leaves. Ooh, tell us more. And I, and I have a vine in my garden. It's actually a vine that doesn't produce any grapes. It's just good vine, good leaves that okay. really look perfect. I showed them to my mother, who is far away in Lebanon. And she said, those are the most beautiful grape leaves. And the lovely thing about it, it's very symmetrical. It's actually uh -huh. doesn't have a lot of dents. It's just perfectly really rounded so that when I put the mixture of rice and meat in the middle, it rolls perfectly. And, you know, the one of my favorite shows is... Um, is the show Ratatouille. Have you seen the mouse yeah. who knows how to cook? Yep. And I love when everybody you know, can cook. Everybody can cook. Yeah. Everybody can do math. It's, it's just the way we think about math. So I think if we end it at that, that would be perfect for the kind of conversation we had. Okay. Well, then the last question is, and maybe this will all wrap together, is like, what, what do you amplify in your life? Given that I told you I love cooking and I love nature, is to always not get too distracted by the things we have to do, but enjoying the things we're doing and thinking about ourselves while we're doing it. Yesterday, I'm sitting in a place where I can see the sunset and I was working yesterday and the sun was setting and it was so pretty. So I actually stopped and I went and I put a chair outside in order to watch the sunset at least for 10 minutes. So that's important. And if mm -hmm. we do everything like that, I think we can be healthier, mentally, physically, etc. Unintentionally, the theme for this season has been that mindfulness and to just pause to 
enjoy what's around you and to be living in the moment. Many people have come on and and said similar things to what you were saying. And it's good because we need to be reminded of that over and over and over again. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Hala. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Lauren. This was so fun. It's pretty interesting to me how one subject can bring up such different experiences in people. Hala and I had two very different journeys to discovering a joy for math as adults. Whose path do you more identify with? Mine? Hala's? Or maybe your experience is very different from either of ours? I think for this week we'll have a point to ponder. Think about something you've convinced yourself you're not good at. We all have done this with something. For example, I've convinced myself I just cannot do origami. Dig a little deeper. Where do those feelings of inability come from? Is it because you tried it once or twice and it didn't go well? Did someone tell you that you weren't good at it? Have you convinced yourself to not even try it because you're scared of failing? How can you rewrite the story in your head to give it another go? Knowing where the feelings come from may help you decide to try it again with a different attitude. You never know what can happen. Until next time, stay curious and be kind. Thank you.